1: Everyone and welcome to another episode of Chillin' in the Statehouse, uh, Kansas's favorite politics and government podcast. I'm Andrew Ball, one half of the Topeka Capital Journal's uh, state government team. I'm joined by my better half, Jason Tid. Jason, how are you, sir?
2: Doing well, doing well. Thank you.
1: You're not spying on anyone, I hope.
2: No, no, not with my 99 red balloons. Well, <laughs> um,
0: those of us uh, alive during the 1980s. Um, prefer the german version 99 luft balloons
2: we are referring of course to the uh possible spying chinese balloon that passed over kansas uh and was out of kansas by the time many of our prominent kansas politicians tweeted about it (laughs) uh and as of when we are speaking right now it has passed kansas city uh who knows where it will be by the time you listen to this podcast. it
0: came it came from apparently uh somewhere in the aleutian islands and possibly through alaska down through montana and and uh, apparently just the north northeast corner sabetha hiawatha that area uh senator dennis Pyle did not see the balloon <laughs> by the way i did ask well him about what, was that.
2: he in uh topeka today at the Supreme Court.
1: That was yesterday. Oh, I oh. thought that too. But uh, and the voice you hear, our our favorite balloon hunter and co-host, uh, John Hanna, the Associated Press. Uh, John, how are you?
0: I'm doing fine, Andrew. I'm I'm chill. I've got my coffee here, and I'm just I'm a, I'm cold as a cool as a cucumber.
1: <laughs> you are. Yeah, I just looking at you. You look. Yes, and and I like note that. that you're wearing your flannel shirt. So I'm I'm chill as well, and yes. you got your sweater on, so we we're kind of all cozy and, and cozy ready and chill to, to yeah. talk. Uh, bit of a busy week, and it kind of cropped up a little bit out of nowhere in the be- in the later half of the week. Uh, if you liked Apex One and Panasonic, got some good news for you because we're running it back.
0: <laughs> Is that son of Apex? Since it's technically a smaller package of
2: incentives yeah i Uh, think that's uh, probably to to get the obligatory the contractually required disney reference in instead of son of man we can do son of apex (laughs) from amazon (laughs) i not amazon uh tarzan sorry
1: yes there we go you can check that off your uh chilling in the statehouse bingo cards uh or drinking game Interesting news, uh, Jason. Why don't you? You were up at the press conference when this was announced. Uh, talk us through what this is, because it was it was a little less splashy than the deal to bring Panasonic to Johnson County, uh, where they're building their electric vehicle plant. The electric vehicle battery plant. Battery right. plant. Sorry. Yes. Same difference. Uh,
2: so in Wichita or somewhere around Wichita, if we get federal funding, uh, Integra Technologies, a Wichita-based Semiconductor manufacturing company uh, will be building a 1 million square foot, right, John? 1 million square feet with
0: some solar power in it, you know?
2: So somewhere down there in ICT, there will be a semiconductor manufacturing facility. Uh, $304 million in state incentives would go toward this $1.8 billion private investment to create 2,000 jobs directly and expected to spur an additional 3,000 jobs Uh, but it is contingent on getting federal CHIPS Act funding and there
1: ain't no dip for this bad boy
0: um, yes, the CHIP Act being the law that President uh, Biden
1: sought. I, I like how you just chose to. You're just. I'm going to be serious. Yes, John
2: smart. already enjoyed his chips with our tacos earlier. Yes, today.
1: indeed.
0: Um, and and I, you know, I, that was so sophisticated, Andrew, that I just I'm stunned. Um, anyway. Uh, the CHIPS Act, of course, is the federal law championed by President Biden and pushed through Congress last year that uh, seeks to boost the semiconductor industry. $52 billion with a B dollars for subsidies and tax credits and incentives for semiconductor manufacturers. Of course, this comes after, oh, decades of movement of semiconductor plants to asia uh where those plants are cheaper to operate
1: and a lot of those countries taiwan etc have domestic subsidies for their exactly. industries, which was kind of an argument for this law
0: and and i think one study by the industry was that the u.s at one point had 30 or a little more than 30 percent of the manufacturing capacity and it's now down below 10 percent and uh, the coronavirus pandemic made a chip shortage worse and people started thinking about supply chain issues and what would happen if for example, the United States lost access to Asian chip suppliers and so I think that's that that is kind of what's in the background spurring this and and um, c- clearly there's a sense that, uh, Kansas is making this big splashy announcement. First of all, to get the CHIPS Act money, you, there needs to be a state-local match, but Making a big splashy announcement like this also is either a way to put pressure on the federal government or to put pressure on the congressional delegation to put pressure on the federal government.
2: And congressional delegation-wise, the only people from Kansas to have voted for the CHIPS Act were Sharice Davids, the Kansas City Democrat, and, well, Kansas City Metro Democrat, and uh, Senator Jerry Moran. Uh, the only Republican to support it from Kansas.
1: Well, what's kind of interesting is we still don't have a great idea of how this money from the CHIPS Act is going to be distributed. Is it going to be where everyone who puts in gets at least a little something? Or are there going to be big winners and big losers? uh, And- you know how it, it, we what we do know. The Department of Commerce said in a presentation to lawmakers last month that it's going to be a really compressed time frame. Applications are going to have to be in by the end of February. We're going to find out, I think, sometime in July. They said as to who got money, which apparently talking about federal grants, uh, that's very fast. And um, you know, we'll we'll seemingly kind of decide the fate of Integra uh, or at least their, their shiny new plant. Uh, Jason, we, we had a story kind of looking at this, but it's also worth noting, this is the second time coming on the heels of Panasonic. We, as the state of Kansas kind of have been dipping our toes in this mega project, uh, water and, uh, you know, that could potentially have a sizable budget impact. Yeah, so uh, Kansas
2: does currently have a budget surplus, so there is enough money in the budget to support this, Uh, but the Kelly and Toland administration wants to extend the APEX legislation for a third year to try to get in a third mega project, and we've heard from both Republicans and Democrats who were supportive of APEX and Panasonic and Integra who we're kind of pumping the brakes on that and want to find out how these mega projects pan out before they fork over more money for a third one
0: well and and you know this is this the, both of these deals um i would say there is less in talking to legislators in both parties there is less enthusiasm for apex than there is bipartisan support for these big projects and you know for example you can talk to lawmakers who will say things like oh i don't like all these incentives we're giving away but i'm not going to be the guy who blocks two thousand jobs in wichita or four thousand jobs in johnson county i don't want to be that person um, and so, you know, that's the leverage that the Department of Commerce has on the legislature. This this thing, well, you know, we could have something in the pipeline that would bring
2: two, three, four thousand 4,000 jobs to Kansas. And you, you don't want to stand in the way of that, do you? And Integra is a little bit different from Panasonic in that… It's a, it's a Kansas are, company. Well, first that it's a Kansas company, and then second that incentives are required to get these federal incentives, uh, state Incentives are required to get the federal ones. And the argument was made uh, that others, while Integra is based in Wichita and also has a facility in California, uh, unknown states were pursuing, uh, as David Tolan said, wooing aggressively Integra to try to get them to their state.
0: And there's a a bit of this that reminds me of the discussion back in the day about the... uh, and project in manhattan of course that was a government biosecurity lab uh, that was moving out of new york and there was a sense that states had to be willing to put up uh some incentives to to land the project in kansas did and uh, there were lots of discussions of things like, well, how will it withstand a tornado and, you know, all of that. But, yeah, I mean, I, it is it is interesting that this is a Kansas company that will suddenly have, uh, not suddenly because it will probably take time, but after this expansion is done, it will go from having 500 employees to 2,500. So this, I mean, this is a pretty big expansion for them.
1: Well, and I think it's also, you know, there are there's a, a fair amount of uh, research that, you know, these kinds of incentives for big economic development projects don't always work as intended, or the company would have taken the action uh, that, you know, without any sort of incentive. We don't know whether that's the case here. but
0: Well, and in, in fact, the Integra CEO suggested that without the federal funds, this is not commercially viable. Well,
1: and that's true. The CHIPS Act, that's kind of a different dimensions which which you
0: know makes makes you wonder about that because i mean damn near everything has chips in it these days i mean your car has chips in it i mean it's almost like your toast has chips in it <laughs> um, your
2: your vaccine doesn't though
0: that's true they haven't figured that out yet <laughs> well, the, the the conspiracy theory being that the vaccines have a very tiny microchip nano chip probably that allows the government track to track you because they can't already do that with your cell phone
2: or with the spy balloons (laughs) or the The spy spy
0: balloons balloons.
1: yes those 99 red balloons well and real quick last point i think we should acknowledge you know this still came together fairly quickly but there was until we were briefed at a press conference, which was came about an hour after the vote to to sign the right. deal, we didn't know. Actually, what this was.
0: actually, they actually had the public part of the vote, uh, the thirty five second. I need a motion. Oh yeah, take the roll call part of the 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 vote. Um, that was actually only about fifteen minutes
2: before the news conference. Yeah, and as far as the public knew. Uh, we didn't know what was voted on, right? Right. We didn't
0: see we we didn't see the agreement, and they um, <clears throat> they decided to, to review it in a private meeting. The legislative leaders and the governor, on Which,
2: behalf of the yeah. public and the press corps, John Hanna, you attempted to have it be done in public. Yeah, that didn't work out. Our
1: open meetings, King. John well, Hanna. you know,
0: I did this. I will note, I did the same thing at the first apex. Uh, if they have uh if they have another one next year, I'll do the same thing and if they do it the year after that, I'll do the same thing. A man of the people Absolutely. for the people I just you know I just raised the issue of whether if you're going to give away tens hundreds of millions of dollars in state incentives, whether there ought to be more public discussion about that. That's just a
1: question I have. <laughs> well, this wasn't the only, and you mentioned taxes earlier, this wasn't the only multi-billion dollar uh, uh, idea tossed around this week. Uh, yeah, we, on Monday I thought
2: that our podcast would be focused on something different. I thought it would be on the flat tax proposal. Uh, I thought that would be the major big news of the week. Uh, the Kansas Chamber, as we've mentioned before, had a flat tax plan. Uh, we were waiting to find out what the fiscal experts projected its cost to state one, revenues 1. would be. One point
0: five billion dollars over three years. One one point five billions per year per year well the Uh, first not the first year because that's
2: only part of the year yeah because fiscal years and tax years don't line up right Uh, but 1.5 billion per year which would be substantially more than the brownback tax cuts like double and that would be a sizable hit to state revenues uh the our understanding is the most expensive part of that was the provision that they had to put in there to keep it from raising taxes on the poor. Well, and and that,
0: that, that created an interesting wrinkle because the, the flat tax plan is getting a lot of criticism from Democrats for being unfair to the poor. And the argument is, you look at the top, the state breaks these things into five income brackets, you know, the poorest, and then the people who make over a quarter million dollars a year, and they would get an average of, I think, if I'm remembering the numbers, like $4,300 worth of refund. What's interesting, though, is that's that's about a 25% cut. When you look at the poorest, they only get, I think, about $140 as an average refund, but their percentage is about 10 times as large because... Uh, they're they go from paying a small amount of tax on their income to getting money back because of other tax laws. So that's a you know that's a big percentage swing. So that debate is going to be out there. And of course, you're right. What does raise the cost is exempting people. What is it?
2: First fifteen thousand dollars for individuals and, and first 30, thirty for, for yeah. married.
0: Yeah. So exempting that will will cost a lot of revenue and um we'll we'll see what there's also of course the other thing that has kind of been largely uncommented upon is that the bill has a ratchet in it so that if revenues exceed expectations then you start uh lowering the tax rates and over time.
2: eventually eventually hit a zero percent yeah the context. i mean
0: it's a it's a much slower march to zero than the state was trying in 2013 and 2014 but it's still uh it it still would be potentially
1: a
2: march to zero
1: well and what was the kansas chamber's reaction uh when asked about this fiscal note
2: well, you were the one who asked the Kansas Chamber <laughs> lobbyist.
1: Yeah, well, I, it was your story. I didn't want to. It <laughs> was our story. That all. Um, it, it was kind of interesting. Eric uh, Eric Stafford, the lobbyist for the Kansas Chamber, said, "You know, we we expected a sizable fiscal note." He said they didn't necessarily think it was going to be this sizable, and you know, the reaction from some Republicans, I think, is they're almost kind of maybe tiptoeing away from this, or or maybe are going to. Kind of try and reengineer this idea into something that has a more they, they definitely did price not tag.
2: appear comfortable with this no. fiscal note.
0: Well, and and the issue here is going to be if if the state does want to do a flat tax, does it do you any good to have say a flat tax income tax that is I don't know pick a number seven percent. Um, Even if you're exempting the first 15,000 or 30,000, because that rate is arguably higher than the marginal tax rates of other surrounding states. And so, you know, the argument for lowering income taxes historically has been a competitiveness argument. You know, Brownback talked constantly about not wanting to have a top tax rate that was higher than states surrounding Kansas. Um. And and so you get into these questions about you know who is exempt from the income tax, how big, how much is the rate, and and all of that kind of stuff.
1: Kind of sets the stage for what I'm sure will be an interesting uh, tax debate that will probably happen at three a.m. on april 30th <laughs>
0: you know that's that's interesting uh just as um these big economic development deals always come you know with uh non-disclosure agreements and some degree of secrecy it seems like solving uh d- resolving uh, questions about how to cut taxes always uh, seem to happen after midnight um
2: and they also always seem to get bundled into packages. Yeah, packages. You you as in lawmakers love pieces and hate other pieces. Yes. Log rolling, bundling,
0: yes. We've stunned you, Andrew. We haven't, you haven't...
1: <laughs> I was trying to think of a transition into uh,
0: our final segment. Do we but. Do we have a Disney analogy for this? I can talk about my daughter, you know, my lovely and talented daughter who's in a play this month or over the next That's pretty month. cool. What's the play? Uh, I, I'm searching for the name, it's a reading of some play. I think she plays a five-year-old at one point. Interesting. Which is interesting, but...
2: See, I was thinking uh, the uh, Lady and the Tramp, their uh, spaghetti meal wasn't a very nutritious pet food. Ah, uh, uh,
1: yes, yes. Uh, well, I guess we'll come full circle because we were talking economic development in Act 1 and we've now, you know, it's it's like Chekhov's gun. It's Chekhov's economic development. If you mention economic development in Act 1, you have to, I don't know, it has I guess, to, it use has, the incentives by yeah, Act 3. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, every, every unhappy community is unhappy in
2: its own way, right? Uh, so Hill's Pet Nutrition, a longtime Topeka resident, Uh, resident business, they were founded here in the capital city more than 75 years ago. They announced in January that they are up and moving to Overland Park, or moving the headquarters, that is, uh, and taking about 375 jobs with them. Uh, We, Andrew and I, were looking into this and found out that they got state incentives, $3 million, dollars to move the headquarters from Topeka to Overland Park. And Andrew, you talked with uh, David Toland about this.
1: Yeah, well, we want to make sure, go stjonline.com, read the story. Uh, And if you're not already, subscribe so you can read the story. But a little kind of sneak peek of what's all in there. Uh, The lieutenant governor said that, you know, this was a really unusual situation. This is not something they encounter much. And really, the decision was made to do this. It was it got the blessing of the city of Topeka. And it was because they thought that Hills was going to leave the state to go elsewhere. Um, And the Commerce Department said
2: that they had two specific out of state locations that they had advanced uh, discussions with right and and
0: hills and of and of course the the other two competitors have not been named correct so of course nobody can call up those cities or states and ask them how aggressively they were pursuing
2: i did ask kansas city missouri if they were Were one of them and they said they
1: hadn't heard of this so no no border war i i suppose um yeah but it's kind of an interesting... There, There is this constant, you know, thing going
0: on in business where cities and states are trying to poach each other's business. And
2: Overland Park's chamber said that this was not... Their word was piracy instead of poaching. Oh, it was not a case of that. R, yes. R matey. There once was a ship that put to sea... Okay. I, yeah, that, that that was the uh, TikTok that got me hooked. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we're both looking yeah. at you like, mm, I have no I, idea I, what I, the hell I, you're I'm, talking about. I'm disappointed in you. You're you're going to have to wait until you get home from this state internet
1: network so you can- I was going to say, you know, know I deleted TikTok. I'm a good Kansas resident. and you know. I You
0: know- I, I I stay out of the debate over TikTok because I have to write about it. But I just... I'm old, so I think it's just too loud. That's my problem. <laughs> you know, you turn it on, you go in, you turn it on, and there's this, like, dance video with loud music, and if you're in a room, you have to silence your phone real quick. It's
2: annoying. <laughs> but the kids love it. <laughs> it the... the uh... Other version of the Chinese spy balloon. Well,
0: <laughs> that is the criticism of TikTok from Kansas officials, yes, and <laughs> officials in other states. The TikTok folks say that this is an uh, I'm trying to remember this statement they sent, that this is a political move that does nothing to improve national security. And uh, they pointed me to a Washington Post story that raised questions about the effectiveness of these bans because, of course, the kids in high school and college have found easy ways around them. (laughs) <laughs> just like Back you know here. just like if you're a college kid and you want to smoke pot you find a way around the illegal we're all well, law now you can just abiding well we're
2: older we're law buying
0: by the way those sales began
1: right yeah yes
2: which was the other big news of the week that the uh, medical marijuana bill was introduced
1: yes yeah, so you could also read about that on cjonline.com by the time this
0: podcast is up. Why, Andrew, there seems to be a lot of information in cjonline.com.
1: Yes, there is, John. And and if if typing in the URL is too much work, you can go follow us on social media, uh, at cjonline on Twitter and Instagram, and you can go like us on Facebook. And Jason, if they want to follow you on Twitter.
2: I'm at Jason underscore Tid.
1: I'm at Andrew Ball, B-A-H-L, and uh, John, where can they find your work? Uh,
0: APnews.com backslash, with the hand motion, Kansas. I'm at APJD Hannah. I would note that the Capital Journal is a longstanding member of the Associated Press. And
1: that's, we're, we're all, we're all friends here.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Friends in podcasting.
1: And if you want to go back and listen to all of our back episodes and really you should right, wait, wait wait
0: wait wasn't there a disney movie with with a song like you've got a friend in me or something was that you one of toy the toy story a friend me. toy story yes that was toy story pixar randy now newman disney. wrote that song mhm underrated
2: randy newman is
1: underrated John, you've got a friend in me and jason
2: yes now you're going to bring us into a controversy of if the new lightyear movie should have had the original buzz lightyear voice uh, you know, I, I take no position
1: on that. Cause <laughs> you I, might have to write about it. I might have to write about it. <laughs> you can find all of our back episodes and back discussions of Disney movies. Uh, anywhere fine podcasts are found, uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google play, Joe's podcasts. <laughs> What's kidding sh- there? Okay. I was, uh, I was thinking you were thinking of, uh, Joe's barbecue. You can find me there sometimes. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Maybe it,
2: that should be the aroma of Kansas.
1: Yeah, John, what do you th- There was a discussion on the... On, on Stephen Colbert yeah. last night.
2: For those of you who don't know what last night is, because this podcast is timeless, uh, it was <laughs> Thursday, February 2nd, or February third. What, what did Stephen miss- Colbert had a segment where he highlighted an Associated Press story out of New Mexico, where fifth graders are trying to make, uh, I think, roasted chili, the uh, the state aroma. Okay. And he he Colbert had uh, jokes of what aromas might be from other states, and in Kansas, it was corn, which is oh. not even. It, that's oh, Iowa, Nebraska. That, oh, which he also said it would be Iowa's aroma. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh,
0: wave wheat. We have wheat feedlots. Feedlots. Barbecue. I mean, that's, that's less pleasant, but it's also the sound of money, as they say in Garden, the interestingly named Garden City.
2: And in Iowa, there the be, uh, be dairy there. Also. Yeah. Uh and. It, Garden us City, us Topeka, by the way, was once it can be the Lay's home. Potato chips. Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: Garden City once, by the way, was the. It, it may still be the home of the world's largest outdoor swimming pool, if I'm remembering or, or correctly.
2: Or maybe the uh, ball it of twine. Least, the, the ball. Normal. Oh,
0: Cocker City. It's 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 supposed to be a ball of twine, but because of the weight, like you know, they have a twine festival every year or did, and they would you know they'd get collect twine and wind it around while it's sort of kind of. It's kind of getting oval because of the weight of the top, but it's it's a good place to visit. It's under a portico somewhere, and you can it's impressive. At
2: least for now, marijuana is not the aroma of Kansas. Right, exactly. It
1: is not, except maybe the marijuana that has (laughs) been (laughs) seized by Kansas law enforcement. Yes, exactly. As as
2: the the, uh, two step cases starts today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Maybe we'll have a podcast update on that down the line at some point. Yes.
0: Well, we, we, we did our closing and then we kind of just drifted away. We do
1: that sometimes. We but, do. Uh, Jason. Andrew. John. Andrew. Jason. Gentlemen, good to have you as always. Yes. Good to be here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Well, I guess have a great week because it's it's Monday. Have a great week. Uh, Monday, Monday. We will see what the news brings and we'll see you right back here next week. Same time, same place. Have a good one, y'all.